Again, don't forget the uh, Joe and Evo score predictor, the all new and improved Joe and Evo score predictor. It made its debut last week. Highly successful. Hell yeah, it uh, is. For Wisconsin and South Florida, and it is uh, up now uh, for Packers Bears tonight. All right, 608 1670. So, you know, yesterday, Ebo, the the temperature, the storyline of the show is uh, the fact that the, the national media came out and basically bestowed a lot of love on the uh, the Packers, which uh, which I couldn't believe, you know, from right season win totals to Super Bowls to you name it. Um, this is obviously one game only of uh, of 16. So, you know, win or lose tonight. Um not going to really change things all that much, but I, I would say, uh, you know, with this crazy weird off season and, you know, the unanswered questions from Mike McCarthy to Rogers to now LaFleur, like certainly it's more symbolic of a Packer. E- e- even, I, I don't know. Could you even say a close loss tonight? I know you and I have said many times that there's no such thing as a good loss in the NFL, because there's not a ranking system like in college yeah. football, just black and white. Would this be one of those exceptions? Like if was if the Packers lose tonight, but it's a great game and it's twenty three twenty, and they just you know they, they the defense can't get a stop late, and the Bears are able to kick a game winning field goal at the end, or Rodgers and the Packers are on a drive and they just they run out of time, they can't get into say field goal range to try and send it in overtime. I mean, do you say like a would a 23-20 bear win tonight make you feel okay as a Packer fan? Or even with this being game one of LaFleur, even with a lot of unanswered questions, even with, by the way, the Bears being the team that won 12 games last year, um, there's no such thing as a good loss. There's no such thing as a good loss, especially when you have your biggest rival. Well, I guess you can make the argument that the Vikings or the Bears, but you have one of your biggest rivals you know, in the division opening up 100 years of football. There is no such thing as a good loss in the NFL. It's wins and losses that get you into the playoffs. So if if it is a 23-20 and the Packers go down, I think that's it doesn't spell bode well for the Green Bay Packers, you know what I'm saying? There's there's no such thing as a good loss in the NFL. Yeah, I'm I tend to say you're right and I'm excited with you. I just this is such a unique and there's so many people that are, you know, anxious about this team. I I wonder if, you know, again, any other time I don't know that there is such a thing as a uh, as a good loss, but I but I wonder if this would be that time because to your point from last week to what Nelson was saying that I think there are a good number of Packer fans that are worried that this thing could be ugly tonight, and if they lose, but at, at least if they 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 you know represent themselves well, that Packer fans even in a loss will feel better. I just I don't foresee a loss of the Chicago Bears to open up the season being you know perceived well from anyone in in you know wearing the green and gold when it comes to fans to coaching staff to players because you have a you know it's it's your division you got to own this division you got to beat your rivals you got to win you just got to win your games that's why you get to the playoffs and to start out with a win over a new head coach Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers needs to go out there and show that last year was kind of an aberration a little fluke for him there's a lot of things riding on the Packers for them to win to prove that they're not heading down the drain which the past two years they kind of have been 
All right, 608-321-1670. We might need dueling uh, Twitter yeah, polls on it. that. because I, I, I'm curious. Well, yeah, hell yeah. We might we might need more than two. Uh, I'm curious, Packer fans, w- would uh, would a close game or a, is there such thing as a good loss tonight to the Bears, i.e. maybe put that in, you know, is there such thing tonight as a Packer fan for you, a good loss, you know, i.e. A, a, you know, a field goal game or less, a last-second game, or – a win's a win, a loss is a loss. It's still black and white. Because I, normally I would say you're 100% right, Ebo, in the NFL. Um, I don't care. Last year, if, if you know, the Packers before Mike McCarthy had got fired were 7-1 and one and lost to the Arizona Cardinals were 1-7, and seven, it would still have been a bad loss. Or if it was the flip way around when they went into New England and, you know, they were 2-7 and seven, but they beat the Patriots, it doesn't matter, right? Normally it's just, it's all about, and that's what I, I you know, Part of the stuff that that I laughed at the last couple of years with McCarthy, your people even after wins would I'm like, so what? As long as they win, I know. Like, I don't care. People are so mad about a win right. sometimes. You should never be upset about a win. Now, yeah, if Wisconsin, who's a 35 point favorite on Saturday, if they have to beat Central Michigan on a last second 80 yard Jack Cone miracle drive, that's a bad. That's a bad that's look. A bad win because they're gonna fall significantly in the polls. That's a bad win. If the Packers uh, in week three at home play a Denver Bronco team that a lot of people think is going to be terrible and Rodgers has to engineer a last-second 60-yard drive in the final 30 seconds to get him in field goal range and they win 16-14. to 14, It's a good win. It's a great – it's a win. Exactly. I wouldn't come on the air that next day on that Monday show and be like, man, the Packers are in trouble. Did you see that? They had to scrape by the winless Broncos yesterday. I'd be like, guess what? They Packers got to win That's yesterday. That's the part that drives me crazy about cheeseheads is they get so upset and their undies in a bunch over a win sometimes. It's like you won, winning in the NFL is extremely hard. That's why, like, is there a good loss in the NFL? I say no, because there's no ranking system. It's solely based on wins and losses, not, well, they still look good in this loss, so we're not going to bump them down in the power rankings too far or in the AP Top 25 like you're like a college football team, you know? You need wins and losses. That's what determines who gets to the playoffs. Not style points. Win. You have to win. There's no such thing as a bad loss in the NFL. Uh, or I, a good I, loss, I should I'd say. Be inter- well, you're right. Other than, would this be the exception of the role? Put it uh, put it up on a poll, Abel. Would, would there, could there be such thing? Maybe that's just short and sweet. Is Could there be such thing as a good loss tonight for the Packers, i.e. a close game? Um, or do you say nope? It's you all about. Th- do you want me to say is there such is there such a thing as a good loss in the NFL? Yeah. Or, I, or should we make it specific to tonight? Because normally I'm with you. I think though, with the uncertainty around this team and this preseason and the questions about you know is Lafleur really the right guy for the job and the questions about Aaron Rodgers, whether it's um, his health or his personality or his previous relationships and current relationship with the head coach. Uh, I think people are kind of on the fence with the Packer team. So could there be? I would just keep it to tonight. Is there? Can there be such thing tonight as a good loss for the Packers? You got it, man. Yes or no? Uh, because normally I would say you're 100 percent right. There's no such thing as a bad loss in the NFL. There's no such thing as a bad win. It's just if you lose by one point, you might as well lose by 41 points. And if you win by one point. You might as well win by 101 points because it doesn't matter. A win's a win. So I'll say uh, with the uncertainty around the Packers, if they were could to, there be such thing as a good? If they were to fall in a close game to the Bears, can there be such a thing as a good loss? Yeah. 
Um, yes, you know, it, it gives you hope or no, a loss is a loss. You got it. Because I think this could be the one time where you could make an argument as a Packer fan that there could be a good loss tonight. I'm not sure I agree with that, but I, I, I'm willing to entertain that, that this could be tonight's game could be one of those situations where you could say there is such thing as a good so loss. So the last time the Bears won their season opener was against the Bengals at Soldier Field, and Thursday's game will mark the third time in five years that the Bears are facing the Packers on opening weekend, and the Packers won the last two. Yeah. Hell now, do you yeah. say, do you go to Action Zone University and say trends are your friends? Well, I kind of brought it up because what's coming up? <laughs> uh, or do you say there are there there the, the, the time's up? You know, everything comes to an end. I'd say trends are your friend, dude. We have a class dedicated to it at Action Zone U. <laughs> We take this disgrace Another Bears fan Throwing insults in our face The Packers are the greatest team To ever play the game Even if from time to time They've been a little lame How could you ever love a team With Jim McMahon Not even Porky Pig Who was as big as him They got a reputation That's mostly based on luck The Bears still suck Sing it now The Bears still suck the Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the Bears still suck. Happy Packer game day. How about this one? The Packers. Not that one. The Packers and Bears kicking off 100 years of NFL football. I was going to say this one. I said, how about this one? You like this song? I freaking, you guys heard of this one? Freaking love this song, dude. Todd Rundgren, I believe. And he's banging on his drum all day. He don't want to work. Packers Bears, the NFL season is here. Ladies and gentlemen, the wait is over. Week one of the 2019 NFL season is here. Are you ready for some football? Are you ready for some football? And uh, what a day to kick up the season. We welcome back Evo. Yeah. That's how you come back, man. That's how you do it. Was this just a planned, like, you know, the prodigal son returns? Yeah, like riding in on a white steed after uh, you've been gone? Yeah, coming into my faithful steed on the, well, it's a Pegasus because I'm on the wings of football right now. Dude, that's how you come back from vacation. Packers, Bears, celebrating 100 years. Aaron Rodgers is going to own the Bears at Soldier Field. Did you see Brett Favre in that commercial, by the way? Oh, pretty, we, yeah, we pretty did, funny. Yeah, dude. pretty funny. There was a Peyton Manning one. There was a Favre one. And uh, well, I yeah. didn't know there was a Manning one. We was there are, HGH involved? Uh, <laughs> no, he, he became a – I said Peyton because uh, our Pizza? guy Cody Grant is a Bear fan. He was just all gaga about it. I, I tweeted at Cody Grant and Peyton Manning both that they're both dead to me because <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning became a uh, Bear fan. In the in his one, so oh, seen. Um, yeah, Cody, you're dead to me, um, and Peyton Manning, you're dead to me. But I don't care about them. I care about the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Where's the Go Pack Go? I care about the Green Bay Packers. I said. There it is. Go Pack Go. All right, yeah. uh, we have a lot going on when it comes to the game tonight. Uh, the Joe and Ebo score predictor uh, open for business. Uh, at madcitysportszone.com, you could score a $25 gift card 
to the great coaches club's uh, spot in Cross Plains. Go have a Friday fish fry in old fashioned. Go hang out, watch a live edition of the Wisconsin Football Roundtable show, which is every Thursday like it was last night. Uh, we also have the Twitter polls going right now. Uh, how do you see this thing playing out tonight? Comfortable Packer win, close Packer win, comfortable Bear win, close uh, Bear win. Right now, a close Packer victory leading the way. And uh, then we are also talking, Emo, is there such thing as a good loss? Normally, I would say no in the NFL. But if it's a competitive loss to the night, tonight for the Packers, with all the uncertainty of the offseason from McCarthy to the roster to the quarterback-head coach relationship, I think a lot of people are still somewhat nervous about this season and certainly tonight. Would this be the exception where you could say this would be the one time where you could say, yes, they can have a good loss tonight if it's a close game, but the Packers at least look like they have something because obviously the Bears are a pretty good team. Uh, I'm kind of surprised by this. 67% of you say no. There's yeah, no there's, such thing as a good loss, even in a situation like tonight. See, I, th- I would say yes. Especially against the Chicago Bears. But there's it's so rival, many division. unanswered questions That's about fine. this team. That's fine. You have to win. If you want to get to the playoffs, if you want to go, you know, make a trek for that Lombardi trophy, you got to get wins. Because yeah, wins get you into the playoffs. It's time to answer those questions. It's the regular season. It's NFL. Agreed. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> win or go home. And you have, you have what's your one constant is what? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a beast against the Chicago Bears. Rodgers' career passer rating, best in NFL history among quarterbacks with 1,500 attempts or more. His passer rating over 22 games against the Bears is 103.7. That's the best among players who have attempted at least 250 passes against them. Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. There's, there's, the, there's the answer to your question. It's going to be Rodgers, dude. Rodgers killing it over the Bears. Man. And if they lose, it's a bad look. Uh, 608-321-1670. What say you, uh, Packer fans? How do you see this thing playing out tonight? And th- would this be the one time, the one exception to the rule where you, you would say, yep, there, there can be such thing uh, as a good loss? Uh, also, uh, Friday morning headlines. Did you put the call to arms, Ebo, on the Twitter? Is that so, Madison? Uh, I got a few here. I'll, I'll get you guys. I'll get your juices flowing. All right? Here's, here's my I'm, first I'm one. A bold strategy. LaFleur's aggressive play calling leads Packers to victory in season opener. Ooh. Cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. <laughs> See what I did there? That's a, that's a dodgeball reference. Get it? A bold like strategy. LaFleur's aggressive play calling leads Packers to victory in season opener. I got to get like a newsies. Extra, extra, read all about it. Then, then you give your headline again? Right. What was it again? Uh, a bold strategy. LaFleur's aggressive play calling leads Packers to victory in season opener. Nice. Read all about it. Friday Um, morning headlines, baby. Friday morning headlines today on the Joe and Evo show. If you have one, I would love to hear from you. 608-321-1670. We'll visit with our Packer insider, RobReichelForbes.com, coming up in one hour. Yes, Nelson? Uh, Something along the lines of LaFleur, Packers, no-show first half. Bet on themselves in the second to win. <laughs> like last year? <laughs> and just like the dodgeball reference where he doesn't show up right away. Right. Uh, you know, Peter LaFleur, he runs into, uh, you know, uh, what is it, Lance Armstrong at the airport having a beer. And then uh, the Lance Armstrong speech motivates Peter to uh, turn around and go back and, and finish up. I mean, I am wearing the Average Joe's T-shirt today, the original. So. Looks good. Oh, I have it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers calls last second audible as Packers beat Bears. 
LaFleur not happy? Um, how about like audible, like with a question mark and an exclamation point, Rogers last second change of play leads Packers to victory. <laughs> yeah, like that. And there's a picture and there's of LaFleur a picture with like his arms LaFleur. crossed. No, I, <laughs> no, yeah. With a little like, scowl. What? You did what? <laughs> I like that. Uh, all right. If you have a, uh, again, if you have a uh, a Monday or a, in this case, a Friday morning headline, we would love to hear it. Uh, 608-321-1670. So, yeah, go my ahead. My man, uh, Juice Man Joe 41. Joe says, I dreamt of Packer touchdowns and Trubisky overthrows. Welcome back, Ebo from Vacay. And then he gives a score, 24-14. Go, Peck, go. Um, How about, what say that it went again? Is that was that a headline or a proclamation? I think it was more of a proclamation. Yeah, I, I dreamt of Packers touchdowns and Trubisky overthrows. Um, nice. All right. So if you have a headline, uh, tweet us at Zone Madison. Put it on the Facebook page, Zone Madison. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. So we have uh, Ob. His handle. I love his new handle. Fly the L. Yeah. He says stick it in your ear, Lafleur. Twelve audibles at the line for a win. Stick it in your ear, Lafleur. Um, not bad, not bad. Yeah, maybe maybe the headlines are internal, right? Uh, <laughs> head coach know. Aaron Rodgers. It's gonna be like something like that's totally disparaging Lafleur being a head coach. I'll think. Um, of oh, what about this one? You could go just in all caps bragging rights. Packers knock off Bears in season opener. I don't want to brag about myself. Uh, and it could be a picture of, of Murphy. <laughs> Like waving to the crowd. Oh, what do you guys think? God. Bragging rights. I don't want to brag, about, brag about myself, but <laughs> I'm sure Mark Murphy will go to the podium before anyone else and take all the credit for it. <laughs> I've been playing football all my life, boys. All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. So I, I want to get the, the the second Twitter poll we put up. The good loss. You guys don't think that this would be the one if there's ever an exception to the rule? This would not be an exception to the rule. That if the Packers lose tonight, but it's a great game and they, they you know, LaFleur represents himself well as a first-year, first-game head coach. Uh, Rodgers plays well. The, the defense doesn't give up uh, a ton of points. It's just, it's a good team. And the Bears are a team that won uh, 12 games last year, was a playoff team, and is built right now to win a championship. And maybe the Packers aren't. And they're just not as good as the Bears right now, but they hung right in there. You don't think like a very close competitive loss would go a long way to easing some Packer fans' fears about this season? When you're against the Chicago Bears, a divisional opponent, a big time rival, you're celebrating 100 years at Soldier Field. You have Aaron Rodgers, who you know statistically owns the Chicago Bears. Wins get you into the playoffs. Like I said, it's your biggest rival. You can't afford to lose. There's no such thing as a good loss. If if you lose, it's bad. It's bad anyway. If if who's even the the Bears field goal kicker now? Who's even the kicker? <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? If, if that Jablonski hits a twenty, you know, if the if the Bears win on the last second field goal, that's still a bad loss for the Green Bay Packers. You have Aaron Rodgers who owns it. It's your rival. You're celebrating 100 years. You have their all-time record, which I think the Packers lead by two games now. It was a 97, 95, and 6 or something like that. Uh, you got to protect that. There's so many things that go on, and you got to set the tone for the season to show that LaFleur is no pushover, that Rodgers had just a fluke year last year, and that they have the team to beat in the NFC North, and they're the cream of the crop. you got to set the tone early on. All right, 608-321-1670. Is, are you with Ebo that under no circumstances ever – uh, I don't care if it's the, the first game of the season 
or the greatest Super Bowl of all time, a loss is a loss, and you're never going to, in the NFL I'm talking about, because again, uh, another example would be, you know, Wisconsin with, you know, a lot of people are excited about what we saw Evo Friday night, you know, against South Florida, assuming they, they take care of business tomorrow. Um, and you have Mich- you have a bye week next week, and then you have Michigan coming in in two weeks. Michigan, the fifth-ranked team in the country. If it's a double overtime loss to Michigan, but Wisconsin wins the next three games after that, that game won't hurt Wisconsin in the polls. In fact, it'll probably help. Wisconsin, right? So there, there is, or you know, you go to Columbus, Ohio, in the middle of October, uh, and Wisconsin takes Ohio State right down to the wire, uh, but the uh, the quarterback is able to lead Ohio State in the last second field goal, and Ohio State kicks a field goal, and beats Wisconsin twenty one twenty. I don't know that Wisconsin would even drop, and they might even go up in the polls if they lost by one point on a last second field goal in Columbus. So you can say good loss for the Badgers. Normally, you can't say a good loss for the Packers because all it does is drop you in the standings. But I just feel like there's so much tension in Packer Nation about the state of this team. I would, I think Packer fans would feel better after a loss. I don't think it's competitive. I don't think there ever would be anything as a as a good loss in the NFL. There's no rankings. Like you just win or lose. There is power rankings, sure, but what does that mean when it comes to getting the playoffs? The Badgers can have a bad. The Badgers can have a quote unquote good loss. Let's say it's against Ohio State, and the Badgers, you know, lose by three. Would they go down in the rankings, or would they move up, or would they stay the same? They wouldn't go down, would they? Like if they're ultra competitive against Ohio State. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like if they if they go into Columbus in in six weeks, and if they lose twenty three twenty in the first overtime, and Ohio State is seven and zero at that point and ranked second in the country. I don't think Wisconsin drops in the polls. No. In fact, they might even go up. But that if, might benefit their season. Exactly. So if you're the Badgers in the college ranks, you can do that. If you're the Packers, you just have another notch on the loss column, and it's that much harder to get into the playoffs. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. You want to weigh in on that? I, and I would say ninety nine out of a hundred times, you both hundred percent agree. And maybe it's a hundred out of a hundred. I'm just wondering: is this the one time? The one time where you could make the case that it's okay to lose, as I just don't want to be embarrassed as a Packer fan. Because you would agree, Ebo, there is some part of you, and I think a lot of people in Packer Nation, that are thinking this could get ugly, right? Because you have this Bears team, 112 It's in the games, back of my mind, for sure. A great defense. Um, you know, if you, I don't put much stock into the preseason, but if you are – in that camp that you never saw Rodgers in the preseason and you heard a lot of times that the offense didn't look good and the defense was dominating the offense in practice and in scrimmages, you could be worried that an offense that's already not ready for prime time for any game, now you're going up against, by the way, I'll remind people, the Chicago Bears, the number one total defense in the NFL last year. Yeah, so you, really have a, you have question marks on offense already. It's not like you're playing the Lions tonight or the Arizona Cardinals, you would still have questions. You're playing the number one rated defense in the NFL from a season ago, and you're questioning the offense. That's that's not a good pairing. No, it's 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 not at all. And you don't. There's, I mean, there's a lot of question marks surrounding the Green Bay Packers. The one constant is you have Aaron Rodgers who owns the Bears, and is that it? Is that is that the only constant you have? Rodgers owning the Bears. Uh, what else is there? Yeah. 
That's it. You, there's so many questions. You have to answer these questions tonight on the field to show that you are the team to beat in the NFC North. Don't you want to be viewed as the team to beat? Yeah. Not the team that gets beat? Well, no, the win, I mean, I, I the win uh, certainly... Um, the win certainly benefits more than the loss. I would I would agree with you there. Uh, all right, on our also on our Friday morning headlines. How about, how about here we go? Cuddy still does it. Jay Cutler's to re- return to Chicago inspires Trubisky on a seven interception night. Packers upset Bears because Jay Cutler will be the like ceremonial yeah. coach tonight. If you know now, he'll be on the yeah he's Bears in the stands or sideline. sidelines. I don't know what he's doing. He's some like official mascot for the Bears tonight. So we could go. Cuddy still does it. That is beautiful because Trubisky has to honor Jay Cutler by throwing right. at least one pick six. I completely – if it's Packers, Bears, and Jay Cutler's in attendance, you would have to say there's a pick six, a gift-wrapped pick six coming the Packers' way. Love it. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, how you doing? What's, What's up, up Jeff? So I'm a Packer fan, but I, I, I kind of take a realistic look at this. This is a tall order for the Packers to win the game tonight. Um, to go on the road, national TV, first year coach uh, in, at Soldier Field. I don't know. I'm more interested in seeing how they play tonight and how it works between Rodgers and Lafleur. So yeah, I'm kind of with you on the good loss. I mean, if they play well and lose, I mean, they still got 15 games to go, and maybe they can learn something about themselves. But yeah, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a close game. But I'm thinking more like something like 19 to 17, Chicago. Just a grind it out kind of victory for the Bears, yep. Jeff. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. And I, so. Jeff, here's the thing: I don't know if that happened. I if this was Week 10 and it's Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers five years ago, I don't think we're that mad, right? So why would you be freaking out as a Packer fan if that's the case in Week One with a brand new head coach? Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Uh, you know, it's like I said, it's a tall order to go to Soldier Field tonight and win that game. With the new coach. You got big plans for the game, Jeff? You doing anything cool? I'm just going to sit. I like to isolate myself. Same. Uh, my wife gets irritated <laughs> at me, so I'll just sit in my I do the same thing, Jeff. I love it. Uh, that makes three of us, Jeff. Uh, Thanks, thank buddy. you, brother. I've had a, a lot of. And look, I, part of me's tempted. I have buddies, there's a pretty cool bar that's within walking distance of my house. Uh, but my, the way my condo is set up, I'm already like the last one on the property. So I'm like in a, uh, like an isolated part so I can get like weird by myself. And Hell yeah. I just, I, I, I'm like nervous and I pace and I don't like talking to people. Do you and... scream at the TV when you're alone? Oh yeah, dude. For the Packers? hundred yeah. percent. I just kind of sit there and just grip my pillow so hard um, when I don't like something. Yeah. No, Jeff, I'm, uh, I'm with you. All right. On the, uh, I like this one. Uh, Juice Man Joe tweets us at Evo says in Action Zone Radio. Packers win big. Florio finds imaginary in-house problem in Green Bay. <laughs> referring to the guy from Pro Football Talk, who is the biggest wank when it comes to He's trying to troll wank. Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty funny. Get back to your uh, Monday morning, or in this case, Friday morning headlines. Uh, for Packers Bears. Uh, well done, Evo. I don't know if you knew this or not. I tried to get. We we were running a social experiment yesterday. With you, I tried to give you a clue because I I didn't want you this to happen. So I tried to give you a clue without telling you. Uh, it worked out. You uh, some people were putting you, not me, but I think you know who would would be mountain. You know, would be towing the line or being on notice. Um, so you uh, you no, not not Nelson of all. No no way. Uh, you are not a D bag nominee. Um, there was a there was a small sliver of chance that you were gonna be. Um, and if you would, I would explain it, but it worked out. So you're you're in the clear this week. We have three nominees uh, right now. What was it uh, for? 
You want to know? Was it the fantasy football? Yeah, thing? and we there was a prediction because we were at, at halfway during the show yesterday. Eleven of twelve had signed up, and you were the twelfth that hadn't. And people were yeah. tweeting into the show saying, "What do we do if Ebo doesn't sign up?" And I said, "Well, it's real simple. We just put him up for D bag." And I said, "I give him fifty fifty that he'll sign up because I didn't know your travel or if you would. You know, sure, I wasn't sure. going to bother vacation. you on vacation. And I with appreciate it. that. So we were running a bet: Were you going to sign up for the league or not? Someone else was. Asking me a lot of work questions while I was on vacation. <laughs> I won't name any names, but um, yeah, I didn't have the I didn't have the email come into my my email inbox to get the you know the the invite for the draft, so I had to text Nelly to resend it again. I almost forgot about it last night, though. <laughs> so you're not far off. I almost forgot about it, and uh, and when I was doing that, I was traveling though. I set like you know you can set precedent like in case you do forget about it, who will get drafted. You know you can set your little what mm-hmm, is it called? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. So I did that just in case, but then I was still able to get it done. Felt good. Um, so there's, uh, you're in the clear. Um, I have one, but I, here's the thing: I don't know how I go about this. We have three nominations already, so we're we're, we're set. We you know we have a limit of four. So I got to have you guys talk me through this. I want to figure out a way to do this, but I right now I'm not sure the right way of going at. Uh, this D-bag nominee. So we'll get to that coming up uh, as well. Don't forget, today is Thursday, the Fantasy Zone at uh, 9 o'clock. And don't forget week one of the Joe and Ebo Fantasy Showdown. Better go Um, get it. Some great weekly prizes, but it's all about winning your week and getting that week 17 showdown where you could score a trip to Cancun. That's awesome. For you and a guest. Uh, Tom, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. You know, uh, this show is empty without you, babe. Yeah, I miss you too, Tommy. You know, it's, they, they do okay, but, you know, you have that spice that makes it all really worthwhile. The spice that makes it nice? Yeah. yeah. He's Listen, the straw uh, that the stirs the, the drink, hey, Tommy. Say, Tommy, yeah. there's a lot of spice that made everything nice in uh, Washington, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Might be some trouble. <laughs> I think those are called herbs. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the headline is um, I'm hoping it says great game because – Really, when it comes down to it, for all these things, all these different sports, when they play a really good game, even if they lose, it ain't the end of the world. But it's when they play crappy and look like, you know, high school kids that it gets really old. Mm-hmm. And that's my concern about tonight. Is I think uh, if we look at the last three or four years, there's always this thing about I don't trust my receivers. I don't practice in uh, in the preseason. We got to get our chemistry down. And they've already gone through four games and they're still getting their chemistry down. And with the new coach and all. There's a real concern that uh, this could be a really bad version of that because hey. we could be going different directions. So if they say that they played a re- – if it turns out they played a really good game, even if they lost, I think that would be great. Tommy, you're a big baseball guy. Brewers starting a four-game set with the Cubs, what, 6-10 tonight. Will you be tuning into the Cubs at about 7.30 or the Packers kickoff? Uh, I'll do both. I listen to the, the uh, Brewers on the radio. Or else a game cast if I've got the volume on the TV. So. How does that work? Do you got the, the Brewers like headset in, and then you got a little small portable TV, or are you watching TV with the Packers on? No, we got the big TV, but I've got the radio earmuff uh, earring protector. <laughs> That's awesome. Deal. And then um, if I'm trying to listen to the TV, then I just do the ESPN game cast on the computer. There you so go. I'm like pretty high tech these days. I got like three things at once. I can do, so. <laughs> well done, Tommy. As far Tommy. as the Brewers go, they got to win five out of seven against the guys ahead of them, and then a good dozen of the other games. Because if they even win 17 games without winning against the Cubs and the Cardinals, they're still screwed. I mean, they got to they gotta do really good. they got to win three or four, Tommy. That's the math. Nelson yeah, said split seven, uh, this weekend. I go one. For, they got to win the series. I don't know if they have a chance in hell to do that. They have to win three or four at Miller Park starting tonight. And then if they lose against the Cardinals, 
Cardinals are shot. Yeah, so they got to go gotta, five and two. You're right. You're 100% right. Okay, so you guys have a good day. It's going to be a great day for oh, you too, yeah. brother. Go Pack Go. Yeah, people, uh, thank you, Tom. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to dismiss them because mathematically still they're in there. The math is getting thin here, Evo. But uh, here's last. This this is this, this is last stand time, man. This is like Wolverine and Professor X and their garden, Alcatraz Island, and Magneto and the million mutants are lined up on the Golden Gate Bridge, like ready to invade for last stand time in X-Men uh, for the Brewers. They 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 are last stand time at Miller Park. They can, you know. They, they can throw it in the towel? No, not yet. If they can win three or four this weekend, I mean, I don't know how the hell you take three or four from the Cubs, but <laughs> if you can. Um, we'll be coming back Monday. There'll be a game out of the wild card. God, with, that would be with, nice. With 19 games to go. That would be nice. So uh, if they lose two or three or t- three or four, um, good night, Irene. They're seven out with 19 games to play. But if they can somehow win three or four, uh, I would still say the Brewers are in this thing. I'm curious to see how many people go to Miller Park tonight. That's with a the, tough with the draw. Game on. Oh. I want, that should be a poll. If we, if we give you free tickets, we're not going to, but if we give you free tickets... Miller to Miller Park for Chicago, uh, the Cubs versus Brewers, or you had the option of staying home and just watching the Packers on TV. What would you do? Um, what would you do, Miller? I, well, I'm a, I'm not I I, would I stay, honestly would stay home I'm, and watch. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm not a right. I, I've been you know I'm 44 years old. I've been doing this business. Happy belated by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I've been to probably five thousand games in my life. You know, if it was my first ever Brewer game that your second or third. The difference would be it'd probably be my 400th Brewer game in my life. That doesn't have a lot yeah. of value to me over the first game of the Packers season. What about you, Mister Baseball? He might, yeah, he might go. I think I would. To I what? Mean, you go to Miller Park? Yeah, I think I would. You don't get to go every single game. You can turn any game on TV. I've only been to one Brewer game this year, and that was the. Uh, and we Brewer barely Buster. remember it. How much do you remember that game? Remember all of it. Brewers <laughs> won. He is the only one. Chase Anderson sacrificed bunt, right? He did, yep. and it was probably about the first one this season. And probably the last. Okay, Nelson, here you go. for Headlines for tomorrow, you ready? The real Mac Daddy. Packers oh. rookie Gary outduels Mac. Packers win defensive battle. Wow. The real Mac Daddy. Packers rookie Gary outduels all-pro Mac. Packers win defensive battle. See, Ebo wakes up in a sweat. And he's got a, you know, the Bears just dominate the Packers. Joe wakes up, and the headline's nothing near what he just said. <laughs> um, to quote Team America, F yeah. Gary's not going to blank you, Gary. <laughs> Packers knock off Bears. It would be, hey, have you seen I'm going to star, 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 Gary. Hey, Gary. Packers team brace be- themselves for a long season. Gary's it's front picture is Gary in a neck brace. How about, no, it's, oh, I got it, Nelson. It's, with an S, it's scary. Packers rookie dominant in opening night win. It's scary. Get it with it, like scary? Oh, it's scary. scary. I get it. It's scary. Oh, yeah, baby. Just take the facts. I'm, I'm a highly successful yeah. NFL head coach. That one was for you, Eve. Love it. Yes! This one's for me. You'll be able to draft and develop and keep your own players. Yes, I do. I don't want to play.
Nelson, this one's for you, so everyone gets a turn. I don't want to brag about myself, but... Packers <laughs> Bears! 2019 season is back, baby! Welcome to the machine that is Green Bay Packer football. I can't wait, dude. Uh, what a rush. can't get here soon enough. What a rush. Oh, man. Packers Bears is here. We are uh, fired up for Packers Bears. We have you covered on all angles here from uh, the Joe and Ebo score predictor. Go to madcitysportson.com. You could be winning a $25 Coaches Club gift card. Beautiful. To your Monday morning headlines, or in this case, Friday morning headlines. we got a lot of those coming in on Twitter at Zone Madison. You have a headline. What do you think the headline will be after this game tomorrow morning? You can tweet us at Zone Madison. Wondering what the result will be tonight. A close win, blowout win for one of these teams. And uh, would this be the one time where you could say there's a good loss because of all the unanswered questions? Mm. Or nope, despite the offseason of turmoil in Green Bay, it's still you best show up and win the game tonight. Uh, we've got y'all covered for Packers Bears coming up tonight from Soldier. Field. Yeah, a couple headlines here. Crooked numbers. He tweets in at Zone Madison. Nick. He says, "Keeping up with the Joneses." Packers Ooh. victory keyed by the other Aaron, not Rogers, but Jones. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm our a- guy Minnow zero two one zero Derek. He says, "Ha ha! Packers get last <laughs> laugh. Burn dicks for six to overcome bears. Wow. That's a good one. That's a, that's very that's good. That's the leader right now. Ha ha. Packers get last laugh. Burn dicks for six to overcome bears. That's pretty good. Uh, my brother, Thor Sanity, says Packers miss Mike with a picture of Mike McCarthy holding a <laughs> of course. Super Bowl. By the trophy. way, full disclosure, that guy is the president of the Mike McCarthy fan club. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, we have our guy Privacy to Pee. He tweets in at Zone Madison and says, And they said it couldn't get uglier. Bears route Packers in LaFleur's debut. That's not a good one. And that's a no. Packers fan right there. No. Man. And um, OB, our guy says, Packers dodge a wrench week one. Beat Bears. There's another dodgeball reference for you. All right. If you have uh, a uh, headline for Packers Bears, you can share it with us uh, on Twitter at Zone Madison. And uh, just your general reaction, uh, Packer fans, uh, to this game, 608-321-1670. We'll visit with our uh, Packer insider, uh, Rob Reichel of Forbes.com, coming up here in about 50 minutes. And don't forget... Because it is Packer game day, and it is the start of the season, and this has been a long time coming. You know, you could really say, well, this has been two years coming because of the last two years of disappointment. Are we finally going to see a successful Packer season? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, and we're all gassed up for that. But don't forget that it is Thursday. We got a little ditty called the Fantasy Zone yeah. that we will be dropping in the 9 o'clock hour. And also, don't forget, week one of the Joe and Ebo Fantasy Showdown dropping right now. Uh, at madcitysportszone.com. It's our take on the weekly fantasy football game where you uh, salary cap it up just like a draft king or a fan duel, and uh, you will win the great uh, zone prize pack for week one or winning your week. But here's the real kick. If you win tonight or any of the weeks between 1 and 16, you go into a week 17 winner-take-all you and a guest, all-inclusive Cancun, Mexico, you'll have one in 16 odds yeah. to get a to get out of Madison, to get out of Wisconsin, wherever you are, in February when it's like 7,000 below. Isn't that awesome, man? You and a guest, all-expense-paid, Cancun trip, all because you 
played fantasy football. So uh, you best go to uh, madcitysportszone.com right now and sign your team up. All right, 608-321-1670. Talking about this this matchup uh, tonight, Ebo. Um, So you weren't here yesterday. No. Uh, By the way, welcome back from vacation. It feels good to be back. So I don't want to rehash too much of yesterday's show, but I do want to get your take on this because it was a crazy day yesterday with all these predictions coming out. And, you know, maybe you get the one – you know, cursory guy who will throw Packers out there because everyone wants to, you know, w- one of the reasons we love the NFL is the unpredictability, right? And, you know, the Packers used to be the safe pick for so many years because it's Rodgers, it's McCarthy, it's Thompson. It's just a model of consistency. They go to the playoffs every year. They've been to four NFC championship games. Yep. Um, you know, so uh, it's not, it wasn't a stretch to just automatically default the Packers as the Super Bowl pick. Well, after the last couple of years, the Packers, would kind of be that flyer pick now, right? How times have changed. But what happened yesterday was like ESPN and CBS and SI all very high. I know you have been, and you're not alone. I think a lot of people have been worried about this team. Um, What was your takeaway from that? And does that change your opinion at all over some of the unanswered questions and maybe some of the unease that a lot of us have had as Packer fans with this uh, preseason? So... With everyone freaking out about the preseason and Rodgers not playing and this and that, like the national media was talking about and how like how egregious it was, how terrible it was, how there's already you know this disjointedness in in Green Bay. Then you throw on the questions of the audibles and if Lafleur, how's he feel about it? And obviously you saw him get really mad at the fake news uh, and the reporters out there. Dude, that was funny seeing a little passion out there. That's the first time I saw Lafleur actually awesome. get passionate. Uh, so I liked him calling out those reporters. Because at the end of the day, it's just Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is head and shoulders better than everyone else in the field, even without any preseason play. Aaron Rodgers is insane. We we don't even know what the offense is going to look like, but we have an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. I think it's going to be all right, right? Like, do you have any problems with Aaron Rodgers and a led offense by him, by number 12? No. No, not same. I don't either. The fact that they freak out about it, and then they go and say the Packers are, what, 13-3 and three They some had them at? That's like... They're totally just doing it for clicks. Well, uh, that's what Nelson and I's working theory was that it was a right Nelly that the, the, to Evo's it's point all that it was a clickbait. But yeah, yeah my, it was the first game of the year that's opening the NFL season. Of course, they're yeah, going to they, talk they, up that. Yeah, they want everyone to get their panties all in a bunch and click, and like maybe they got some little juicy tidbit. But at the end of the day, it's Aaron Rodgers who is the most cerebral, cerebral, smartest guy out there. He beat a freaking astronaut in Jeopardy, and now we're supposed That's to true. we're supposed to think that just because he's not playing a couple meaningless preseason games that is obviously he's going to forget everything he's done. No, would I have liked to see him play a couple snaps? Sure, but whatever. It's Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams and him have a connection. It's going to be sick. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. The wide receiver too. But uh, to fully answer your question, I don't know what to expect from the Green Bay Packers because it's so new. Under McCarthy and that old regime, you had guys that eight years you know, in the playoffs. You had four NFC championship game appearances. You had a Super Bowl win in there. You had a model of consistency. Right now, the only consistent you have is Aaron Rodgers being a beast at what he does. So I think Aaron Rodgers helps me sleep easy at night knowing that he's going to be quarterbacking the Green Bay Packers, and he owns the freaking Chicago Bears. Rodgers has a quarterback rating of 103 point some and some change against the Chicago Bears. I think we're going to be all right on the road. I think Packers squeaked this one out um, in uh, in a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. I think the Packers win this one and probably like a Aaron Rodgers last second audible to set up a Mason Crosby field goal. 
You just inspired me because we also have Friday morning headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra, extra. How about this one? Good Godable <gasps> Packers changing plays and a changing of the guard in the NFC North. Love it. Good Godable. I love the fact that everyone's freaking out over this audible stuff. Because every single quarterback does it in the NFL. The best do it and the worst do it. They all do it. And the fact that people are so pissed about this is hilarious because it's Aaron Rodgers. It's a guy that is so much more intelligent than anyone else on that football field. Don't you want him tweaking plays? He sees it all. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers calling all plays than Matt LaFleur. Uh, Good godable. First-year Packers head coach, clever on sideline play calling, and Packers win. Good godable. Good godable. Like 608-321-1670. Chad, welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Oh, good morning, boys. What's good? What's good? Packer game, game day is what's day, good around here, Chad-o. It's It's Christmas. It's this, it's this day and that first Thursday of the NCAA tournament. These are my two days of the year. I'm with you there, man. This is a, uh, it's a great day to be alive, Chad. That's that's right. So hey, I wanted to I wanted to run a scenario past you. One thing that everyone's talking about is this you know new look Packers office. No one's really seen any of it, obviously because uh, Rogers hasn't played in it. We haven't seen that yet. But the one thing that I think will be interesting, if the if the Packers defense all of a sudden is a monster, and they shut down the Bears, the Bears score ten points, and this new offense somehow hangs thirty eight points. The story tomorrow is going to be. Not whether or not the Packers get to the NFC Championship. Not whether or not they're going to go to the Super Bowl. But how many points they're going to beat the New England England Patriots by. Now, the other alternative is if they stall out, everyone in Packer Nation will be ripping their hair out. And the truth probably lies somewhere in between. So I just want to make sure everyone in Packer Nation just takes a deep breath. It's the first game. Enjoy it. Step back. Just be happy football's back. I expect the Packers to win a close one, 20, 24 to 17. Thanks, brother. Uh, thank you, okay. Chad. Uh, yeah, I mean, that. You know, we, okay. And good point. To, okay, to his point. So we asked this question, right? We were, before we were talking about is there such thing as a good loss tonight with all the, uh, the, the Packers' uh, uh, uncertainty? So I gave two scenarios uh, for you as a Packer fan. It's the final minute of the game. Uh, the Packers are down, you know, 23 21. Uh, Rodgers gets him in position. Mason Crosby kicks a field goal, and there's 45 seconds left. And then it's, you know, the L. Michaels and Chris Collinsworth will say, Well, but did he leave too much time on the clock? <laughs> and the Packer defense has to come up with a last second stand to hold off the Bears. And would that answer, would that make us feel better because this defense has been so brutal for so many years? Or do you say, screw that? This was the number one rated defense in the NFL last year in the Chicago Bears. For the first time, maybe ever, we're questioning Aaron Rodgers and the ability of this offense. How great would it be? It's 21 20 Chicago. Uh, they The Packers force a punt at the two minute warning, they burn all their timeouts. Rodgers gets the ball back a minute, 54 seconds, no timeouts on his own 20-yard line, and has to engineer a last-minute 60-yard drive to get them in field goal. They kick the winning field goal by outperforming the number one defense in the NFL and Khalil Mack and all the superstars on the Bears' defense, and the Packers kick a last-second field goal. What scenario do you want to see as a Packer fan? Oh. I really can I think about it for a bit? Yeah, we got plenty of calls. Right, so good. you think about that, I'll do this. 608-321-1670. Gavin, welcome to Joe <laughs> Evo Gavin. Show. Boy, it's always feeling this morning. Like a kid on Christmas, dude. 
feel like I don't need to ask that question this morning. Ebo, welcome back, brother. How we doing, man? Good, man. Didn't find Sasquatch, but we're back. <laughs> That's a stunner, isn't it, Gavin? I found some of his marijuana some, plants in the woods, though. He didn't find an imaginary creature? Hey, you get enough of those plants, Ebo, you might find Sasquatch anyway, my man. I, hey, I tried. <laughs> still, hey, guys, still didn't uh, work. Before we get to the game, I got to say, with the headlines, that Clinton Dix one, I mean, that's your winner right there. Yeah, that was a really good uh, one. I don't think that can be beat. That's a, that's that's spot on. Um, guys, here's the deal. The point spread is, what, three, three and a half, Joe? Yes. Three, yeah. I don't think there's anything as, as such thing as a good loss here. I mean, we're not we're not talking about a game that the Packers are going in underdogs by a touchdown or ten points. Um, the bottom line is, guys, this is a statement game. You know, the Packers – whether people want to believe it or not, have been at the bottom of this division now for two years in a row. Um, this this is a game that you have to go in, you have to win. You know, Chicago's not going to come to Green Bay this year and think, well, we're on the road, so you know we can just be competitive at Lambeau Field. That's a good, even if we lose, that's a, that's a good loss for us. This is a statement game, guys. Um, the bottom line is, ninety eight percent of the teams the Packers play, they're going to have a huge advantage at quarterback, and this is one of them. Um, you know, we have the unknown of the Bears haven't seen our offense. So, you know, we might start off slow, but there's definitely some uh, some things the Packers can do that the Bears aren't going to be able to scout. So I don't believe there's a good loss, Joe, at a three-point spread. I think this is a statement game. The Packers have to go in. They have to find a way to win this game if they want to get back at the top of the division. So, oh, boys, it doesn't get any better than this, fellas. Have a good day. You too, Gavin. Yeah, Talk to you later, guys. thank you. See and you, look, I, I, I would say, yes, 99 out of 100 times, especially in the NFL, Evo, a good loss. I just, and I don't know that I agree with it. I'm just, I, I think the preseason, I think we're getting way too caught up in the preseason. We welcome in our game day and every day Packer insider, Rob Reichel of Forbes.com. Morning, Robbie. Happy Packer game day. Thank God the uh, fake stuff is over. Hey, oh, Joe, and it's, right? that was the worst preseason or the worst exhibition season any of us have ever witnessed, so. Thank God we're moving on to the real stuff. That's terrible, uh, Rob. It was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, we need real football. So, Robbie, being the the journalist uh, that you are, uh, we are doing you know Friday morning headlines. Uh, what 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 is the Forbes dot com stance on good godable Packer first year head coach shows strength in road win? Good godable. That's all right. I, I would go with. I would go maybe with something for here, and here's my prediction. It'll be wrapped into this, obviously. But how about we go with like uh, bare naked Packers, Ooh. Green Bay, Green Bay left to face the naked truth after losing in Chicago. Oof. Seems a little wordy, Robbie. Well, that's the drop head. Is right? your editor going to be okay with that? No, the, the, the drop head is Green Bay faces the naked truth. Okay, then that's the drop head. Okay, the, gotcha. The, the headline alone is just bare naked Packers. We'll I apologize. I didn't mean to tell you how no, to do no, your no, job. I, I, I should apologize. Have specified or clarified that. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it's fun. There's, there's so many unknowns to this game, guys. That, that's what makes it so intriguing. None of us, none of us have seen Rodgers and Lafleur work together. None of us know how Lafleur is going to work under the pressure he's going to face tonight. Um, none of us have, have seen this revamped defense, you know, at least other, against other uh, NFL teams right now. We, we've seen it in practice, but um, you know, there's so many questions about the offense. There's so much of that they've yet to unveil. They they continue to tell us. So uh, we start to get some answers tonight, guys, and that's what makes this, uh, you know, honestly one of far away one of the most intriguing matchups of Week One. Uh, all right, Robbie. If if you strip it down and, and you're watching this game with a keen eye, is it more to you about 
this, you know, whatever this Packer offense is going to look like versus the reigning number one rated overall defense in the NFL? Or is it a Packer defense that will start eight, uh, nine if Kevin King doesn't go, nine of the 11 new starters from a year ago against not a great Bear defense, offense, but an okay offense? I mean, what what to you is the, is the more of the storyline uh, on the two sides? Yeah, I just I think until proven otherwise, Joe the Rogers Lafleur storyline is probably one of the top five storylines in, in the entire NFL this year, which which then puts the spotlight back on the defense. How are these two going to work together? How are they going to coexist? How much is Rogers going to get to the line and change? I mean, guys, I mean, let's, let's remember last year in Tennessee, the first time Matt Lafleur was was an offensive coordinator who called plays. He was the offensive coordinator with the Rams in seventeen. Didn't call the plays. Got the job in Tennessee last year as the OC to call the plays. I mean, Joey, they ran 51% of the time. Um, Mike McCarthy ran 34%. So, I mean, just the differential there is extreme. Is Aaron Rodgers going to let them run the ball 50% of the time if that's what the head coach wants to do? Or with his audible freedom, is he going to check out of 6, 8, 10 of those plays uh, through the through the course of the game and, and throw the ball instead? Um, who does step up, Joe? And, and emerges as a bonafide number two and number three. I mean, we know Devontae Adams will have 100-plus catches this year, but can anybody else on that receiving group get to 60, 65? Um, you know, can, can a Valdez Scaling score eight to ten touchdowns? Can Kumro catch 55 or 60 balls? What are they going to get out of the slot guy? Um, you know, there, there's so many questions, Joe. So to, to your point or to your question, I just I think we it, it all stems back to the offense. The defense is obviously extremely intriguing. And, and we're going to watch that um, with with, uh, with a real careful eye to, to see how Petten's group uh, performs tonight. But uh, but I, I think it starts and ends with Rodgers and Lafleur in that offense. Rob, what about something that I think people don't talk about? Jimmy Graham in the tight end position because Jay Sternberger's on the IR till you know what eight weeks. So what can we expect from the tight end position? Well, I, I think the listeners need to understand Chase Sternberger IR not, was, was not ready to help. He, he was not going to give them a whole lot, at okay. least from what we've seen uh, through the off-season program and then and then in the summer when he was not concussed, guys. Um, he, he wasn't ready to contribute, so he was he was clearly number four uh, out of that group. Um, I, I think you're going to see a far more, a far greater role for Robert Tanya and Evil. I, I I'm really interested to see how the snaps wind up breaking down uh, between him and Graham. You know, it's always always really interesting when coaches rave about certain guys and then the snap count, uh, you know, we, we, we watch how the game unfolds and the snap count comes out and the guy they, they claim to love has six snaps or eight snaps or something like that and, it, and his playing time stays there. Um, I, I think Jimmy Graham's snap count is going to get going to get picked at a little bit this year, Evo, and I think Tanya's going to be the, the main beneficiary. He runs better. Um, he catches everything in sight. Um, obviously, Graham has the experience and, um, you know, the better part of a decade now in, in the league, and, and I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying he has a connection with Rodgers, but Rodgers does like him. Um, but they, they need a tight end, guys, who can who can stretch the defense. Mercedes Lewis will be the blocking guy. He, you know, he might get 20-25 snaps in the run game because he's He's firing away the best blocker guys out of the three. But uh, I'm really interested in how that tight end group be able to see how it breaks down between Graham and Tanya. 
Uh, visiting with our Packer insider, uh, Rob Reichel, previewing Packers-Bears tonight. Uh, then we go, Robbie, to the other side of the football. And, you know, the, the knock on the Bears, if there is one, right, is Trubisky. And, you know, he was good last year, but not great. Do you believe uh, this Packer defense, which, you know, much like the unknowns about Rodgers from the preseason, we never really got a full peek at the the starting 11 with some of the injuries and, you know, kind of hiding what the number ones. What what do you think when, when the curtain is finally unveiled tonight, uh, this Packer defense will look like and what will it able to do or will it be able to make trouble for Mitchell Trubisky? Well, I think the big thing, and you saw this last year, Joe, and, and now this is, I, I, think, I think it'll be similar. The pieces have just changed on Mike Pettin's chessboard is, is, is versatility, flexibility, and, and the element of surprise. I mean, he's going to take guys like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, maybe Rashawn Gary a little bit, maybe Sacro. We'll see, um, you know, kind of who's in that mix uh, with, with that group, guys. But he, he's going to be bringing guys from, from various spots from all over the place. You're not going to know who's coming, when and where. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to bring Amos a, a handful of times. Um, and I'm just talking in blitz situations here, guys. But but he's going to get after Trubisky, and he's going to put the pressure on him. I mean, even even with that kind of nonsense group of pass rushers that Petten was was dealt last year, I, I think Green Bay still ended up about tenth in the league in sacks. Well, his personnel has jumped dramatically, and 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 guys, they should be they should be good enough to cover in the back if you know and, and to hold up for a decent amount of time if if these guys can't get home. Um, and if they can get home, you're going to see some plays being made from the Alexanders, from the Tony Brown, uh, maybe from the Savages of the world where, I mean, guys, they only had seven interceptions last year. I was talking to Tremont about that the other day, and, you know, he just, he just said that, that's obviously a black eye for the defense and a sore spot. You know, they, they want to they wanna get, you know, triple that this year, and, and I don't know how realistic that is. But, but Penton's been given, uh, you know, a, a far better poker hand to play, Joe, and, um, you know, when and where he plays his cards from is going to be the mystery and the element of surprise. But, but I can guarantee you he, he's going to be uh, extremely creative with that group of linebackers because he's got as good as out, uh, a group of outside linebackers as almost anybody in football. If, and I, and I say that, I make that last statement with a caveat, if Gary is even a serviceable player this year. No, Rob, let me ask you. He doesn't play for the Bears anymore, but being in attendance <laughs> at the stadium, does the Packers secondary get a boost with Jay Cutler there? <laughs> that's, that's, that's well played, Evo. Yeah, I, I, I'm, guess, I'm guessing they can. Maybe there's just the, the the trickle effect, right? Maybe 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 if Jay talks to the guys before the game or something, he he rubs off. I, I'm not sure what he talks about when he talks about you know the fact. Yeah. That, well, you know, he he left, he left the biggest game of his life in 2010. To like, be serious, uh, though. To be serious, though, Robbie. Whatever it was. Um. But yeah. It's. It, it, it's a it's a funny question, Evo. It certainly doesn't hurt the Packers because people argued for a number of years the, the Packers' second best quarterback was always oh, Jay Cutler. Cutty's a legend. To be serious, yep. though, with the Packers oh, no. t- back of the offensive side of the ball, with the Packers, you know, no first teamers really getting any play at all in preseason. You got the Bears probably going to be if the best, if not the best, and one of the best in the NFL when it comes to their defense. Can a cold Aaron Rodgers, not knowing who your number one wide receiver or number two wide receiver is, and a questionable run game? I mean, what do you think happens in this game today or tonight? Well, I would take the under in the first half. I'll start with that. I guess you go to to play to Mister Miller. I, I just think it's going to take a while for Green Bay's offense to get going uh, in this game. It's it's very hard to to not play against other live competition. Um, an, an entire preseason, and then 
all of a sudden you're you're, you're going to roll out against the number one scoring defense uh, from a year ago and, and think you're going to lay thirty on them. I just I just don't know how that happens. I don't see it happening. There's so many questions about about Green Bay's offense. We don't know how in sync they are um, as a group. We don't know what Rogers is going to do at the line of scrimmage in terms of audibling and and how many guys are going to be on board with that. I mean, it's just it, there's just a handful of unknowns. You know, back to that offensive side of the football, Evil. I, I think Green Bay starts slow in this game. I mean, they might have three, six, seven points, something like that at halftime, maybe only a score, a couple of field goals. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to uh, spoil it uh, spoil it here, but I, I think Green Bay puts themselves in a hole and then um, has, to, has to rally late. And, and whether or not they can do that, I guess we'll find out. Well, it is interesting, Rob, because of what Evo was saying back to the Cutler thing, you know, with, with him being there tonight, you know, most people would think they, that his jersey or number would be retiring, but I read they're actually retiring his exercise bike from that uh, 2011 <laughs> NFC Championship game. So that's the right, first exactly. ever exercise yeah, that's bike that's uh, going to be retired tonight. So that's pretty cool. That, that's outstanding. Is Sire going to be there, too? <laughs> uh, he was in that super in fan that commercial. bear commercial, so you got to think they'd bring him in, right? Uh, that's as good of a commercial or a five-minute little promo as, I, as I've seen. That was outstanding. That, that was pretty that, good. Hey, a uh, final thought, then I want to get your, your game day prediction. Uh, we, we were debating this. We had this up as one of our Twitter polls. Um, and 99 out of 100 times, the answer is no, of course, uh, talking about a good loss. Uh, but with so much uh, uncertainty in this offseason, so many questions surrounding the new head coach and the quarterback relationship and all the moving parts, could you sell this as a good loss if they lose, say, like a 24-23 game and it's a last-second field goal, something like that? Could you sell a good loss tonight? Or is first-year coach to 10-year coach, there's no such thing as a good loss in the NFL? Yeah, I don't know, Joe. It's, it's, it's a great question. I guess it depends how they lose the game, right? I mean, if they're down 24-7 and rally and make it interesting, you can sell it that way, I guess, and, and say, boy, you know, look how they came out in the second half. That bodes well for the Minnesota game. It just it took them two or three quarters to get in sync. And if, if that happens, then obviously you know the storyline is going to be tearing them apart for, for how they handled the preseason and, and largely not playing their guys. I mean, it's, Joe, it's, it, it's a tall task for a, for a first-year coach in Green Bay to, to win as opener. The only two that have done it in the, in the last 50 years are – are Ray Rhodes and Forrest Gregg, um, and it's 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 not easy to do. You're you're putting in a lot in a short amount of time, and in this situation, you're going against the defending NFC uh, North champs on the road in the in their in their house. And, and believe me, after you know, a, after a lot of people, I think have have spent the week praising Green Bay. I've seen them, you know, being picked as, as the number one team in the NFC and thirteen and three by national pundits and things like that. The on this game is only a field goal, which tells you Vegas believes these teams are the same on a neutral field. I mean, Chicago's got every right to feel disrespected. And Green Bay's 13-18-1 in the last two years, guys. I mean, they're the worst team in the NFC North in that stretch. So, um, if I'm Chicago, I, I feel pretty disrespected and, and um, you know, I, I think they're going to want to step on the Packers' throat a little bit. But, Joe, back to your question, I guess it really just depends, you know, how this thing plays itself out. If, if Green Bay obviously gets hammered, then no, there's no way it's a good loss. But if they're close and competitive against a team that I think is one of the three or four best in the NFC, uh, you know, away from Green Bay, away from Lambeau Field, you can certainly spin it that way. All right, Robbie, uh, prediction time. Packers, Bears, uh, you said it. Uh, the uh, Bears, a three-point favor, kind of holding steady at that number here the last few days. How do you see this thing playing out tonight? 
Yeah, I'm going 27-20 Chicago, Joe. I, mm. I think they get I think they get a reasonable halftime lead, you know, 10, 13 points. And unlike last year when Rodgers brings Green Bay back from, from the 20-point hole, it, it doesn't happen this year at Soldier. I do think Green Bay plays better guys in the second half, makes this interesting, maybe even has the ball and a chance to tie late or something like that. But but I just I think, you know, when, when you look at the plan um, in Chicago versus the plan in Green Bay, um, it's, it's, it's a one-year difference. The Bears are just right now ahead of Green Bay. And, and Green Bay might catch these guys by you know, mid-season or week 12 or something like that. But, but week one to start the season in Chicago, guys, I, I think the Bears are just ahead of where the Packers are right now. And, and I just think they went by about a touchdown. Uh, we'll be reading all about it on Forbes.com after the game. Uh, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Rabbi. All right, guys. See you in the game, and I'm going to hunt it out Saturday. What? That, we're not we're not hard to find. Easy, Just easy, look for right. the crowd of people taking shots. Yep. That's us. Don't do you have never heard the party. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. There he is. Uh, he will be uh, with us on Saturday at, yeah, uh, at the Zone Blitz pregame bash, twelve thirty to two thirty.